Money Makers, Sebi and Josh here. Thanks for listening. Before we jump into this episode, please share and help our ministry. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Share with your friends, your family. Hey, if you have enemies, <laughs> share with them as well and everyone in between. Now enjoy the episode. So we're going to be diving into the topic that sits at the intersection of technology, geopolitics, and smart investing. We're talking mm. about the ongoing challenges between China and Apple and how savvy investors can navigate the storm using exchange-traded funds or ETFs for shorts. To kick things off, we're going to unpack China-Apple relationships. So we all know what Apple is, right? The big tech giant, iconic for their iPhones, your iPads, your MacBooks, and all things technology. And they have had a complex relationship with the Chinese government from data privacy concerns to regulatory challenges. It's been a roller coaster ride for a lot of investment for investors, and which is why it's crucial for investors to be able to navigate this period. So, Joshua, can you tell us more of this company that's worth over a trillion a trillion dollars? Yes, we all know Apple, the company that has more worth than so many countries, than the GDP of so many countries. You know, Apple is an empire, basically. Mm-hmm. And the world has come to depend on a lot of the electronic products, like the computers, the phones, the tablets, the watches. And it's not surprising because they're just so competent. They do their things so well that I don't think any other electronics manufacturer can really compete on the scale that Apple is operating in. So I think a few days ago, we read the report that, okay, Apple was coming out and telling their state and government officials to stop using the iPhone. And so many people who have been like familiar with China and U.S. relations, it does not come as a, as a surprise. Because remember, a few months ago, the United States came out and said that TikTok had to be banned in four many government officials as well, and also on public university campuses. If you're using their computers, you're using their electronics. You cannot use TikTok on there. And the reason was because of data privacy issues. So the United States was alleging that a lot of these applications and software were being used by China to spy on the United States and their people. And I think, finally, China has come out and to be like, hmm, you know what? I think it's time we retaliate. And they're giving the same reason. They also gave the other privacy reasons for coming out and, you know, placing this ban. I think they have to look at the bigger picture. You know, I think the United States and China, they've been at this kind of like number two versus number one for a very long time. (laughs) And over the past few years, really the past few months, I think it has been escalated, you know, from level to level. And it's interesting to see where this goes. Hopefully, It does not get to a level that is out of control. But I know that Apple, they will start reconsidering that, hmm, maybe we need to move our production somewhere else. And I know they're already doing this, moving to India. So over the next few years, it's going to be interesting to see how much, you know, Apple really ramps up that that opportunity to move a lot more capacity from China to India and other neighboring countries. Yeah, I think that totally makes sense. And I think based on the uncertainty that we see between, you know, China and U.S. relations, 
leads us to diversification again. In previous episodes, we've talked about ETFs being uh, an investment vehicle that is really a game changer for a lot of investors looking to spread their risk and take advantage of a broader market trend. So with ETFs, this can provide you with a safety net during market uncertainties. Take, for example, SBY. They're invested in multiple different companies, and then you you just have to invest in the one stock. You're not thinking about investing in like Apple or all of these other investments by yourself. And as a result, you are that diversification leads you to more stability where you're not seeing a lot of volatility, which was why initially a lot of people were attracted to Apple, right? But we're seeing more and more of these tensions could potentially risk you losing some money in your investment. So when people are asking the question, how can I protect myself? How can I uh, make sure that I'm not losing money on my investments? I'm very risk adverse. I would always recommend them investing in ETFs. What do you think about that, Joshua? Yes, definitely. I think um, ETFs are very, very good investment vehicles. And so basically what ETFs do is that they track an index. Mm-hmm. A good example, like you said, is the SPY. Mm-hmm. And what the SPY does is that it tracks the S&P 500, which represents the 500 largest companies in America. Yeah. And what happens is that this index, let's say the total is 100%, mm-hmm. it takes 100% and weighs it into those top 500 companies. Yeah. For example, maybe Apple is 10%, Microsoft 7%. Those are not the exact numbers, but I'm just yeah. trying to give you a better idea, all the way to 100%. Mm-hmm. So that way, when you buy one quote-unquote share of an ETF, let's say in this case, the SPY, that which tracks the S&P 500, that one share is kind of split and you own a little piece of the top 500 companies in America. So that's how it works. And I I really like ETFs because many of them have lower costs. So every year, the manager, because ETFs have managers from time to time, let me give you a good example. I think it was two weeks ago, they added Airbnb actually to the S&P 500. They they also added BlackRock, no, Blackstone, which is a private equity company. They invest in private equity companies and other types of deals. They also added that to the S&P 500. So from time to time, let's say there's a new company that is doing well that is coming up, they'll take out like an old company that's not doing well and add a new one to it. I know a few years ago, they also added Tesla. So that way you don't have to manually start trying to hustle and buy Airbnb again yeah. because you also get a piece of that pie. Definitely. Yeah. One of my favorite things about ETFs is I am less concerned about uncertainties going around, like short-term uncertainties going around the market because I'm afraid of like the 2% or the 10% dip that would occur in my stock. But because of this weighted average across multiple different companies, even if there is like a shake, like for example, here in Apple, when that news was announced with China, it went down significantly. One of the most significant dips we've seen in Apple in recent time because it's regarded as a safety stock or stable stock rather that is that is not as volatile. So seeing that definitely spooked a lot of people. But when you compare with how much it went down to the market, we're talking about a 5% dip versus with the actual SPY, which was like 0.1% or even less than that. 
so that it allows you focus on what's important, which is long-term investing and you're not just here for the short term, right? So as we wrap up today's episode, Joshua, can you leave our listeners with actionable steps and tips and a big picture perspective on why ETFs can be their secret weapon as they're facing the uncertainties like China versus Apple saga in the market? Definitely. I think I've actually had people this week come up to me and be like, okay, you know, with this thing going on with China and America, should I sell all my stocks and everything? And <laughs> I was thinking about it today and there's always going to be something. There's always going to be a threat, you know, to the world and to America and to the financial markets. And don't get it twisted. From time to time, you know, you see the financial system crash and collapse. It has happened before. It will happen again. However, what does the data tell us? That for every crash we have, we recover and we make a new high. Sometimes it takes a little longer than others, but the data, that's what it tells us. So what I would advise people is always, you know, I like doing the dollar cost average. So maybe every month, every week, whatever you like, you know, make it a goal to buy at least maybe one share or futures, whatever that may be to you of a particular index fund. It could be the S&P 500, could be the NASDAQ, the Dow Jones, whatever it might be. The S&P 500, however, is more balanced, while the NASDAQ 100 is more tilted to technology. So just make sure you do that consistently. And over the years, that is exactly how you build wealth, right? Well, thank you so much for joining us on this enlightening journey through China, Apple Storm, and the world of ETF investing. Remember, while the storm rages on, your investments can remain steady and resilient with the right strategies. Stay tuned for more episodes on Make It Make Sense. Until next time, invest wisely. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys.